So I went down to the opening day of spring ball for BYU yesterday, and I actually like to get a jump on these things. I'll head down to Utah's spring ball opening when they're out there. I'm going to see if I can grab Andy Ludwig and do the same with Andy. But I'm most interested in the BYU quarterback situation. I think that's the biggest story. I think everybody is, yeah. BYU's got to figure out what their quarterback situation is. If Jake Retzloff is the guy, fine. If it's Gary Bohannon, fine. If it's Cade Finnegan, you got to figure that out. Or Billups or Ryder Burton, the, the kid that they signed last year. They got a new true freshman, Noah Lugo, who's in the quarterback room, six foot, 285 pound kid. He's a Texas quarterback. So they've got a lot to figure out, Scotty. A lot to figure out with the quarterbacks. So I caught up with Aaron Roderick, and man, I, I just started by chatting about what year this is for him before we got into the quarterback conversation. Um, gosh, this is year six or seven for me. Um, I've lost track already, but is that been, what it been gets here, to been here just, a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's just Groundhog Day, man. You just keep rolling. I can't even believe that I'm standing on a football field. What are we, February 29th? Yeah. And back in spring ball. Do you like kind of the early start? Because you do. guys have run the, the range where you've been, right? Yeah, I like the early start. I mean, um, we didn't. You know, we didn't have the season we wanted to last year, and so it's nice to get back on the field as soon as possible and start correcting your, you know, correcting your issues. And so I think everybody was eager to get going, and so I, I like the way the calendar falls for us this year. And then the other positive is, you know, if you get anybody nicked up in spring ball, they have more time to get healthy for the season. And so, you know, inevitably there's going to be a few little things in spring ball. And uh, the earlier you go, the more time you have to get those guys back for, for the season. Oh. What percentage of the roster would you would you say you have here for spring ball? Uh, most of it, because we didn't really, especially on offense, we didn't really lose anyone. I mean, we we um, I think it's a real uh, testament to how our players feel about Kalani and about our program that we we didn't really have anyone transfer on offense. We we had Aiden Robbins turn pro, and Kingsley's going to uh, turn pro, and everybody else came back and so offensively we didn't sign very many players because our roster was pretty full and so uh, we're still looking to maybe add a couple guys after spring ball but it won't be much most of our team is here right now and ready to play so you had some quarterback questions depth and and what you needed to do you jumped in the portal you got bohannon yeah um, you did some work with some high school kids kind of take me through your confidence level and, and what you've put together for your quarterback room well, first of all, the room is pretty full, and uh, that's by design. When Kalani hired me, he told me to keep that room full and competitive, and and the cream will always rise to the top. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to find the best QBs we can get. And, um, and then as far as the portal goes, we were not dead set on signing a portal quarterback. Um, we thought if, if the right guy comes along, we'll take a look at him, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a super high priority, but we just thought Gary was a great fit. Um, Matt Mitchell had a relationship with him at Baylor. I got to know Gary two years ago when we recruited him. Uh, we, we recruited him when he left Baylor. To, we wanted him to come and back up uh, Jaron Hall and uh, got to know him a little bit during that time. He decided to go to South Florida, but I was super impressed with him at the time. He has a Big 12 championship under his belt. Uh, He did not ask for anything. He didn't ask for any NIL money. He didn't ask for any promises. He just said, I want to be a part of this team, and I want to compete. He had played against us twice as a player, so he knew a lot about BYU football and and just said he he looked like a team that likes to play the game, and he wanted to be here, so we thought he was a good fit. 
So do you just kind of roll the quarterback names out, put them on a table, and and let it play out, or do you do you list them? Do you do you do you have a starter in mind? How do you divvy up reps? Kind of this, I mean, we're talking early. I mean, first day of spring today, ball, but today. Um, Jake and Gary split the split the reps with the ones and twos uh, evenly, and then um, we got Trayson Borgay and Cade Fennigan in there for, with some reps for the threes, and um, and then we'll find some. We're gonna get Ryder Burton in there as well moving forward. Um, it'll it'll change a little bit each day, but it's mainly right now a competition between Jake and Gary for the starting job. And then you talked about losing Kingsley, so Mate, uh, um, that will be a tough one, a tough play, a tough position to replace. But there were times where Kingsley wasn't on the road or wasn't available, and so you've you've had to already make some adjustments with guys you still have available, right? Yeah, and um, we're really excited to have Braden Kime back. I thought. Braden Kime played his best football at the end of last season. Like the last last uh, three, four games of the year, he played really well. And then uh, I don't know if, how many fans noticed, but Caleb Etienne played a great game at Oklahoma State, the final game of the season. After having some struggles early in the year, um, he got benched, he changed positions, then he went back to tackle. You know, he had a tough year, and, and uh, credit to him, he's a really high-character kid. He he never hung his head, he never blamed anybody, he just kept working to get better. And then when he got his chance to play against Oklahoma State, he had a really good game. And, uh, man, he looks like a completely different player this year. Just his confidence, his knowledge of the offense, um, He's I'm, I'm, I'm excited about you know, just his improvement and looking forward to him. So there's a couple of good tackles there. And then um, I thought uh, today uh, Trevin Osler had a good practice from, uh, from Bountiful. He's super athlete. made a couple good plays. And then your running back room, uh, Martin blew up on the scene. And, yeah. you know, you always look at your second year running backs and expect a certain amount of growth and development and improvement. What have you seen from uh, Martin from when he left at the end of last year to now returning to spring, his growth and what you expect from him? Just physically, his body has changed. I mean, he was already, he, he got here as a freshman that was ready to play physically. And now this year, he looks like a veteran player. He's he's big and strong and has really, really developed uh, his body. And then uh, he's playing really fast because he knows the offense so well now after after playing a full season. And so he's operating like, like a junior or senior, you know, uh, just... He's a really smart kid, and then um, super excited to have Miles Davis back, and and uh, we've got Hinkley Rapato coming back. Um, he's still, you know, a little hobbled this spring, so we're going to be really smart with him. But we'll have him by fall, and then uh, Pokai Wonga from Timview High School is a freshman that had a good practice today. I mean, he's got a long way to go, but he's showing something. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of new hires on your offensive team. Just yeah. talk about uh, Coach Woods and talk about what you're doing with your tight ends. Yeah, uh, Coach Woods, TJ Woods, I've known him a long time. This, this is the first time I've coached with him, but um, know a lot of guys who have worked with him, and everybody uh, you know that's ever worked with him has said great things about him, and I've been very impressed with him so far. And then Kevin Gilbride, we were really fortunate to get him. He's been an NFL guy. He's been coaching tight ends in the NFL for a long time, um, and he was a – freshman quarterback here my senior year and we, be, we became friends that year uh he was just here one year and then transferred to hawaii and then after after uh finishing his college career basically has been in the nfl for most of his coaching career and um 
we were we were fortunate to get him. He's doing a really good job. Well, this is still fun to you. You're still having a blast doing this thing. Love it, having a blast. I mean, this is this is the best. And, uh, I feel like when I started into radio, you started into coaching. We were just kids, yeah. and it's like we're sitting here. We got kids in college, and <laughs> got it. I'm losing my hair. It's it's a it's a hard job and it's serious business. But I mean, why would you why would you, why would you keep doing it if you, if you don't like it? I mean, I love it. I love being out here with these players. I love watching them develop and improve. I love uh, the, the relationships you develop with you know with your teammates and your coaches and all that stuff is is uh, you know it's really special and I'm, I'm fortunate to be a part of this program. You can't get that anywhere else, man. No, Football's unique that is, way. And college football in particular. Yeah, and college that's football. One thing we try to remind these guys, and we we have NFL players come back and tell our guys like, yeah. hey, the NFL is great, but there's something special. You make the best friends of your life and the relationships that last a lifetime playing college football.